Hump Day here on the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast, and as we promised yesterday, we're going to be talking a little bit of Steelers with you as we continue to go through camp. Today's show is brought to you by Crossover Football, giving coaches the ability to break down your game film to pull stats, find searchable clips, make tendency reports, and much more from both desktop and mobile solutions. To try one game for free, just sign up for a demo at crossover.com slash pylon that's crossover with a k dot com slash pylon and you get one free breakdown if you use that promo code mark uh we we teased yesterday that we're going to be talking Steelers, and we are talking Steelers with one of the if not the most knowledgeable uh Steelers reporters on the planet yeah he definitely is and you know it's funny you think about how like you hear the president talk about oh we have no greater ally than country x you know trying to say that there's nobody better than and it's the same thing with this guest there is no greater Steelers resource no than in, this person we've got in in the coalition for uh football scouts that we are trying to put together here uh alex kazora stands out among the rest uh alex is uh one of the lead writers over at steelers depot and alex uh, a big thank you for uh, for joining us today because I know that you've been out at camp for the last uh, four days or so, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, appreciate you finding a little time to chat with us. Yeah, great talking to you guys. Thanks for having me on. You're feeding my Napoleon complex, though, with all your kind words. I appreciate it, but it just it's going to go straight to my head. It's what we try to do, man. For us short guys, you got to <laughs> pick it up somewhere. <laughs> Head's the best place to go. So let's <laughs> so uh, let, let, let's start just with, in terms of, obviously, you've been at camp for uh, you know the last four days. What has stood out to you? I guess just some of the key storylines before we start to to really dig in. What has stood out to you as far as uh, the tone, the tenor, kind of the the overall themes that you've picked up on in camp? Well, big picture, I think it's been a nice four days to camp, and I'm sure most teams are saying that. You know, maybe there's some some you know rose colored glasses uh, going on there, but I think it's been very physical. I think the the pace, the intensity has been good, but I think it's been a very professional bunch. There hasn't been any you know dirty play or fights or you know things like that that just kind of disrupt the ebb and flow of practice. It's been pretty clean. There's only been two interceptions so far. There were at least four by this point last year. Um, some of the you know center quarterback exchanges have been clean. Uh, the running backs, you know, haven't put the ball on the ground too often. So I think overall, big picture, it's been physical, fast, and clean. I think that's kind of what you want and, and are ple- pleasantly surprised by uh, to start camp. But some of the more specific stuff, of course, uh, the big news today was the report that Senquez Golson has a Liz Frank injury that it could sideline him for, you know, three or so months. Uh, that's a, a, a big blow to the Steelers' secondary, which has been talked about so much. Golson's been running first-team slot. Uh, but it gets a chance for some of the, the rookies to play. Sean Davis could have a really big impact and a big chance to, to contribute on this defense. And then you look at some other rookies. Javon Hargrave has had a nice start to camp. Then offensively, a second-year guy, Sammy Coates, um, has probably been the, the most eye-popping and best player on the Steelers' offense so far in terms of the guys that we're trying to find out about. So, um, you know, I've been excited about the work uh, most of the young guys have put in so far. Alex, with the Golson injury that just came down, um, seeing that Kevin White Jr. is going to sign with Pittsburgh, he's a guy that some people out in draft Twitter were really high on um, during his draft process. Do you think he's coming in just as a camp body, or do you think with this long-term injury to Golson, he's going to have a chance to compete? 
I, I think it's more of a depth move than anything. Um, I really think that Sean Davis is going to get the opportunity to be the next man up uh, in the slot. You know, it's funny, you know, because usually with rookies, especially in Pittsburgh, you know, they're, they're playing them more often and, and early, um, you know, with the way the recent trends have gone the last couple of years. It really started with Jarvis Jones, where you made an effort to get rookies onto the field. Uh, but the fact that Sean Davis has played multiple spots on the first day of camp, he's playing second team safety, and he was also playing in the slot some. Um, now, of course, with the Golson injury, he's probably going to cause straight on playing in the slot that much more um so i i think that you know it's going to be davis's job to lose i think the backup to to davis probably would end up being william gay if in a worst case scenario if they had to make another move um i think white can come in and compete he'll probably play in the slot but i think he's going to start out as the third team slot guy and that's a tough hill to climb if you're trying to make a roster Alex, uh, going a little bit off the board here, obviously this time in camp you've got a number of undrafted free agents that are out there trying to make a team any way they can. Has anyone stood out uh, either you know, on offense or defense in the two, key, two principal phases of the game or on special teams where you see a lot of guys like that make their mark? Yeah, not you know the Steelers undrafted class was was pretty weak, relatively speaking, this year, and they lost a couple guys. Probably one of their biggest uh, prize for agents, uh, Tyreek McCourt, he got hurt in rookie minicamp. He got put on injured reserve. So so their undrafted class has been you know not that notable. Uh, Cannon Severin, a big receiver from Virginia, has made a couple nice plays in one on one. But I'll, I'll kind of you know cheat and hedge the my answer a little bit for an undrafted guy from last year. Eli Rogers, who only you know worked in a couple practices uh, in 2015, then he he hurt his foot. Uh, he's come back fully healthy, better than ever this year, and he's had a really nice start to camp. It's him and seventh round pick Demarcus Ayers fighting for that number five wide receiver spot and potentially uh, the starting guy on punt returns. And I think both have done well. But Rogers is, is a very fluid guy uh, who's able to maintain his speed through his cuts. He's got nice hands. He's a good route runner. He's able to create separation at the top of his route, both with his quickness and being able to use you know head fakes and, and, and hip fakes and things like that so um, I think it's been a very spirited battle and Eli Rogers is kind of picking up where he left off uh, before he got hurt last year. Alex in terms of the Steelers defense how have they looked so far particularly I'm asking about that defensive front uh, there's some question marks about that defense the front in particular how have they looked so far in camp? You know, I, I have two kind of, well, I have one big takeaway, Mark, and, and, and last year, one of the, the least talked about things nationally with Pittsburgh and its defense, because the focus was on the secondary, a little bit on the outside linebackers, and, and understandably, rightfully so, but, but the defensive line depth last year was just just horrible. I mean, it was it was so bad. You know, you couldn't take Tewitt and Hayward off the field. They were playing 90% of the time. I know I think I say that every time I talk to you guys, but it's such a, a striking stat. And, and they wanted to be able to try to take those guys off the field. But Mike Tomlin would be the first to tell you that they just did not have the personnel to do it. So what do they do? They go out, they draft Javon Hargrave in the third round. They sign Ricardo Matthews from San Diego. Those are versatile guys. You know, Hargrave can play as a base nose and can play in the nickel, which the Steelers are going to play about 70% of the time. Ricardo Matthews can play, you know, in the base as an end, so the five-tech or the four-eye, and he can play nickel as well. And I think both are having a really nice start to camp. They're being very disruptive in the backfield. Hargrave is dominating in one-on-ones. You guys were down at the Senior Bowl. I'm sure you remember how well Hargrave did whenever he got his call-up. So, I think the defensive line depth is going to be in a lot better place than where this team was last year, and that's going to be able to keep Hayward and Tewitt fresh and healthy and ready for that stretch run. So by week 17 or the, or the playoff push, they're not totally dead, uh, and I think that's going to really have an overall positive effect all around. Alex, we've had a, uh, a normal enough show to this point, so I'm going to change it up and throw a little bit of a curveball <laughs> at you here. All right, okay. Have you looked at the punters at all? 
They haven't done a lot with special teams. They've only had one day so far over the four where the punters have actually gotten some work in. Unacceptable. Um, I, I know you'll have to you'll have to yell at Danny Smith. Uh, he's 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 a he's a great guy, but uh, he'll probably yell back at you. Uh, but it's Jordan Barry and Will Monday. Um, I was able to record a couple hang times on them. I think Barry had the better day of the two. Um, but you know, I, I would call it a competition. Um, you know, Will Monday had said in an interview with another reporter recently that the team has framed it as a competition. I think Barry, of course, is going to have the edge. I know in some ways he graded very positively in, in some of the work that you did, Chuck. Um, and I think ideally this team would just like to have some consistency at punter. They've gone through punters like Water, whether it's you know Drew Butler or Brad Wing or Zoltan Mesko, Brian Mormon. The list goes on and on. So I think they like to, would like ideally to have a year where they can go in with the same kicker, you know, back-to-back seasons. But um, very little work so far, uh, but I think there will be an opportunity, and of course we'll get a, a good look in preseason, because you know how preseason goes. The punters are, are as active as anybody. Oh, yes, they are. Nothing like three <laughs> runs right up the middle, and then you've got to punt away in that fourth preseason game. So a lot of that coming. Yep, absolutely. Well, I mean, Alex, since you know Chuck got his punter question, i got to ask you now about the QBs. I know Ben got a scheduled day off on day three of camp, but how's that? how have those guys look so far? You know, the, the big thing I was looking for was just Landry Jones because I think it, it's maybe not certain but pretty close to certain that he's going to be the number two to Ben Roethlisberger this year. Um, the big thing I was looking for Landry Jones was just consistency um, and just taking care of the football, making a profit on every single snap, not forcing throws, not turning the football over. Last year, he had 10 interceptions in camp. Uh, the rest of the quarterbacks in Pittsburgh last year for camp, uh, just practices, not games, had like seven interceptions. So, you know, Jones just was having some bad stretches, stacking bad place having some bad practices this year uh, no interceptions so far he's been very clean with the football um, he's been able to hit the, those check down throws underneath throws you know with a basically 100% success you know last year there were times where he tried to I remember one play he tried to hit Dre Archer on a little like flare route and he just sailed it you know 10 10 feet over his head um, you know he's been able just to be consistent and, and smart with the football I'm sure obviously getting all that game experience last year has slowed things down for him um, I, I you know I'm not the biggest fan of Landry Jones I know he's not going to be one of the top backups in the league but I think he's a really kind of cool calm collected guy that does not let the moment get to him um, so I think if he just kind of executes better um, and he has so far you know you'll be you know, you won't be the most comfortable ever, especially with Ben Roethlisberger's injury history, but you'll be a lot more comfortable than where you were last year. It's all you need is to get a little bit better from the year before there. Quick mm-hmm. uh, quick thought for uh, some of the coaches that are listening right now. Uh, Crossover Football is a company that helps to make film sessions more engaging by clipping and tagging your plays for you. They help you create playlists as well as telestrations and share everything with your players and coaches. And in fact, in as little as 12 hours, Crossover will give you interactive tendency reports that let you visualize your opponent's formations as well as see what plays they called in every situation. You can access them from any PC or mobile device, so you can get them just about anywhere. And all you have to do to sign up for a free trial is visit crossover.com slash pylon to learn more today. It's crossover with a K dot com slash pylon to help you be more efficient in the film room and win more games. That is the crossover effect. Alex, want to uh, dig into the running back situation here. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell... Uh, you know, missing four games in all likelihood, though I know that is uh, up on appeal to start the season. Uh, what are you seeing in terms of the potential rotation at running back? Is this going to be D'Angelo Williams as a feature back, or is it going to be a rotation between him and Toussaint and Richardson? 
I, I think Williams is going to dominate the snaps because he's a three-down guy. You know, his pass protection out of the backfield, I think, are underrated facets of the game. And, you know, we, we all saw the way that he ran last year. Um, I wouldn't call it a seamless transition from Bell to Williams, but it's about as seamless as you can get going from, you know, arguably the second best back in the league in Le'Veon Bell to anybody else. So, you know, I, I think that you're going to get Toussaint in a little bit because I think, you know, he's shown some nice things. Um, a power guy showed a little bit of burst so far in camp. Um, but I think it's going to be Williams, you know, job because it's just too it's you can't justify a situation to take him off the field but uh real quick on bell he's looked good so far health wise you know as much as the suspension has been the dark cloud kind of hanging over him and the Steelers so far um we have to remember about the injury too you know he tore an mcl and pcl and, that, and that's you know it's pretty serious stuff um he's been cutting fine and and, and, and you know, look looks totally healthy to me um other guys Dale richardson you know he, he's got an nfl resume um but he's got to be able to earn his keep on special teams he's never played a special team snap in his nfl career um you know to be the number three you're going to have to be able to at least be a two-phase guy and do a couple things there whether it's punt coverage um and punt return work or maybe so you know the up back on kicks and, and things like that a couple other you know small small name guys cameron stingley um was a big guy who was in camp last year got hurt he dropped a lot of weight he went from 255 to 230 um he's showing a little better burst and then a, a real small school kid brandon brown dukes from mercyhurst which is a d2 school up in erie pennsylvania um tomlin said a couple nice things about him but but to make the the long point short um, if, if Bell misses or whatever time Bell misses, I think D'Angelo Williams is going to be uh, the main piece and then Toussaint uh, filling in whatever whatever they need, need him to do. Alex, the tight end position, that's a, probably a, a spot that needs to be figured out with the retirement of Heath Miller. You've got your sort of early depth chart up with Jesse James being the number one guy there. Do you think that's going to hold? Do you see any movement there? Well, yeah, I, I didn't include Ladarius Green on that list just because he's on pup. I didn't want to put the pup guys on there. You know, when Green comes back and he looked uh, a little more active uh, on Monday, he was running uh, some sprints at about seventy-five percent speed, doing some routes, some cutting at about half speed. So, you know, hopefully he's close. Um, he's coming off uh, ankle surgery back uh, in the winter. Um, you know, we'll see. You know, once he comes in, he should be the number one. We'll see if they rotate any snaps or, or how they go about that. Uh, Jesse James, though, he's had a you know a, a pretty nondescript start to camp, but I don't call that a bad thing. I think the most interesting thing with Jesse James is he dropped some weight. He dropped about 12 pounds, he said in, in, in an interview on Steelers.com to get him somewhere in that 250 range. Um, I know some people were concerned with that because he's a lankier guy. He's 6'7". They wanted about his blocking, but you know, I think it's really going to help him from a condition standpoint and that's the first thing first it doesn't matter what you can do if you're not in shape and not conditioned enough to be able to do it and, and James is a guy that has still never played in a 16 game season he's a young guy he's 22 years old he didn't get activated till about week eight last year course when you're in college you're not playing 16 games so you know he has to to be able to go through the rigors of playing a full season and he's going to be playing at a lot higher snap count this year even if green is out there and healthy and ready to go there's going to be a role for jesse james so i think the fact that he dropped that weight got in better shape um, he's going to be a lot better off for it. And again, I'm not concerned about a, a loss in blocking, you know, weight and blocking. Uh, it doesn't always directly correlate. It's about functional strength, leverage technique. And I'm sure James is going to make a big jump from year one to year two. Alex, we've hit just about every position group so far. And since we want you to be perfect, we haven't asked you yet about the O-line. How have they looked so far through the first four days of camp? 
Oh, they've been good. The, the only really notable storyline with the offensive line is just that left tackle spot. Uh, the Steelers have framed it as a competition between Alejandro Villanueva, who finished out last year uh, for Kelvin Beecham, and then Ryan Harris, who they signed in the offseason. They have flipped those guys every single day, running first and second team. So one day it'd be Villanueva, first team left tackle. Then the other day, the next day, it would be Ryan Harris. Um, I think they just want to keep that competition going. You know, competition is always better for the room, makes everybody better, and really helps you find out what you have in those guys. But end of the day, guys, I still think it's going to be Villanueva that's going to be the starting left tackle week one against Washington. Um, I think his progression that he showed just going from you know getting thrown into the fire last year from where, where he was at the end of the season um, was a pretty big jump. He got a lot better in stunt pickups, some of their zone rules or combo blocks. Um, you know, he got better at. And then I think it's just better to have Ryan Harris as the backup because he's a guy that's played a lot of football, a lot on the left side, a lot on the right side. Um, he's going to be a better fit as a swing guy uh, should somebody go down. So I think it's just, you know, fit-wise it's better. I think talent-wise, I think Villanueva uh, edges him out as well. So I expect Villanueva to be this team's starting left tackle. We're just about wrapped up here, Alex, but uh, any other uh, storylines that you want to touch on in the last minute or two uh, just that we haven't covered yet today? Uh, I just want to reiterate with Sammy Coates, he's having a really nice start to camp. Um, you know, he's catching everything. That was the big kind of bugaboo with Sammy Coates was could he catch the football cleanly and consistently? He's done, you know, almost perfect in that regard. So if you're a fantasy guy out there, if you're just a guy that wants to know about some, some new players and new faces that might make an impact, I think Sammy Coates could get a lot of play. I don't know if he's going to be a, the starter in, in two or sets, but with the amount of 11 personnel the Steelers and, and teams run today, it's not going to really matter. The only thing I want to see with Sammy Coates is him get some work in the slot, because Todd Haley, you know, really wants to be able to put anybody anywhere. He'll put Martavis Bryant, you know, last year, of course, suspended now in the slot. Antonio Brown's been in the slot. You know, he, he wants to be able to move everybody around and create matchups, and I have yet to see Coates take a, a rep in the slot uh, in camp so far, but he's having a really nice start to camp. You know, we, we know he has all the physical tools. Um, he should be a guy to watch uh, for this year to replace a guy like Martavis Davis Bryant. Well, Alex, that is uh, some pretty awesome stuff right there. And I'll tell you what, uh, we have, what is it now, about three and a half weeks, actually about four and a half weeks until uh, the start of the regular season, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's just it's going to go by fast, though. It's all going to be a blur to me. It's, it's going by quickly, but I'll tell you what, we'll get you on right after the start of the season, catch up with you then, okay? Fantastic. Looking forward to it, guys. Keep up the great work. Hey, you too, buddy. We uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. That is Alex Kazora from Steelers Depot. Uh, Mark, we don't have a plan yet for tomorrow, do we? Uh, I don't think we do. We'll figure something out. We always do. Uh, we're gonna. This will be the first ever edition of No Plan Thursday, which is going to precede Kicker Friday, which I also don't have a plan for yet, but We'll figure something out. In any you gotta case, you got to be able to audible on the fly, man. Hey, look, that is the the mark of a great football player is the ability to adapt to what is in front of you. We're going to do just that over the next couple days. To everyone who listened, really appreciate it. If you haven't already, make sure that you uh, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. We certainly would love to have you as regular listeners. If you already are subscribing, do give us a quick little review there. It helps boost us up the rankings and continue our quest for world domination. Until tomorrow, Chuck Zada and Mark Schofield along with guest Alex Kazora for the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. We are out and we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.